Thank you for listening to Bishop Chronicles. Bishop Chronicles is a podcast on stoic resilience and the art of not quitting. Now, here is your host, Adisa the Bishop. Peace. It's time to holla at a scholar. This is Bishop Chronicles. I am your host, Adisa the Bishop. Today, well, before I say that, I'll just say this. I'm grateful for all the listeners. I've gotten a lot of amazing feedback. Um, My listenership is absolutely like shifting, but it's shifting in a great way. And so I'm grateful to everyone who's listened, to everyone who is taking the show and passed it on to someone. I deeply appreciate you. This was a big risk going in this way, but the response has been fantastic. So today the topic is knowledge of self. From my generation, you got to remember, I'm 51. I know I look devastating. (laughs) I know. Uh, No, seriously, thanks, though. Um, It's really more genetics than anything. But really, um, knowledge of self is a big deal from my generation. If you came up, you know what I'm saying, uh, uh, in the school of 88, meaning that you were like an active teenager in hip-hop in 88, like, you know, having knowledge of self uh, is a huge deal, right? And, you know, having knowledge of self came with this second wave of like black pride that came uh, through hip hop because of Public Enemy, KRS-One, Poor Righteous Teachers, Brand Nubian, X-Clan, you know, to say the least, Paris, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to the Black Panther rap. Um, So what I'm saying is having knowledge of self was always a really big deal inside the black community at that time. But it had a very specific kind of connotation to it, right? Um, having knowledge itself then meant having very specific knowledge of the black man and woman and child of North America. And, you know, under that umbrella, Islam, and under that umbrella, the greater African uh, diaspora. You know what I'm saying? The greater African world. Um, and so... Uh, this was this was mainly kind of you know pushed through uh, a lesser known org I think in the mainstream but these days it's more and more because of Wu Tang and American Saga uh, which is the five percent nation of gods and earths uh, which was depending on how you do or do not define it an offshoot of the nation of Islam and so you know in the five percent you know they have their own mathematical system. Right, called Supreme Mathematics. They have their own system of, att- of attributes to letters called the Supreme Alphabet and all kinds of amazing things, right? And these things constituted knowledge itself at its root. As it went on, right, as it went on, um, you know, this idea of knowledge itself came to kind of mean almost anything that came from black Americans or African people, uh, wherever they may be in the world. And this is a huge deal. Um, when you look it up, you know, the phrase knowledge itself is defined as knowledge of one's own nature, abilities, and limitations. Insight into oneself. There's a really dope uh, hip-hop author named Suwad Abdul-Kabir. She wrote this book called Muslim Cool. And uh, she writes uh, on her on her website about the importance of knowledge of self in hip hop um, and how so much of 
what came out of the early 5% nation of Islam mirrored a lot of the Islamic works of Abu Hamid al-Ghazali. You'll hear me talk about him often. He was a 12th century scholar and I'm actually sitting in front of one of his books right now that I got from Rumi Bookstore. They didn't pay me to say that. It's just a place you need to go. And uh, al-Ghazali, I just bought this on vigilance and self-examination on vigilance and self-examination. So go to Rumi Bookstore and pick up this book, uh, but Al-Ghazali has many, right? And so this is something that I take very, very seriously, and I'm always kind of investigating myself. Um, but, you know, again, you can see a lot of these ideas in Spike Lee's Malcolm X. Um, if you just like look up Clarence 13X, also known as Allah the Father, he's the one who really created the 5% Nation of Gods and Earth, you can see um what a lot of those kinds of uh with with that line of thought kind of entails okay but what i noticed you know um uh, growing up as a young adult especially when i got into my mid-30s now i got kids and stuff right is that knowledge itself began to change massively and rapidly in its nature so for instance knowledge itself began to mean you know, what was my diet, food, and, and medicine like? And how did I understand knowledge itself in that way, right? So back in the day, people would be like, oh man, this fool ain't got knowledge itself. He don't know who the original man is. Oh, this fool ain't got knowledge itself. He don't know nothing about Kemet. He don't know nothing about Imhotep. He don't know nothing about you know, the, 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 the world's oldest book by Tahotep. He don't know, right? It'd be a whole thing. You don't know about Shaka Zulu. He don't know, right? This could go on all day, all day, all day, all day, all day, right? But by the time you're 30 something and you have some of that foundational understanding of yourself, um, it gets deeper. Like, um, I'll give you an example, you know, as a young Muslim, right? Like, Nobody was eating pork, obviously, but I stopped eating pork before then through what I considered knowledge itself. Let me explain. Before I converted to Islam, I stopped eating pork, but that was because I saw pork as a wartime food for my enslaved ancestors. You know, uh, uh, I used to know this Japanese woman and she was telling me that you know uh after the bombs dropped on hiroshima and nagasaki um that you know they didn't have a lot of rice so sometimes they would eat wheat i think she said like boiled wheat and they would sprinkle soy sauce on it so that's why if you're at like a, a sushi restaurant and you see like a bowl of rice only americans will sprinkle sushi it will sprinkle soy sauce on it because you take it out with the chopsticks and you dip it and you eat it. So sprinkling soy sauce on rice was akin to like sprinkling soy sauce on um, the wheat shafts, which was like, you know, almost like a light form of trauma, right? If you come from that era and your parents and your uncles and aunties had to eat like that. And I started thinking, wow, we eat pork every day as black people. And it was just like, the wasn't just pork, it was the worst parts of the pork. And black people turned it around into what we now call Southern cuisine, hooray. But really, right, um, as a black person in North America, I can't eat pork because I don't know what uh, the Jews were given to eat by the Nazis in, in, in Auschwitz and things like that, but I'm sure they don't eat it. 
and they shouldn't eat it because they're not prisoners. They are free and they are doing what they want. If you are black and free and doing what you want, why would you willingly eat the food that the people who hated your grandparents and great-grandparents from the first of your ancestors who landed on the shore, why would you eat that? I didn't need to be Muslim to stop eating pork. And I don't care if Africans in Africa eat it freely and enjoy it. We different. I'm from here, bruh. Yeah, that's wartime food and I don't digest that. I'm out. Right? If you listen to Malcolm X speeches back in the day, you can pull them up on YouTube about dice, uh, gambling, alcohol, how that's pushed in our communities, but then the laws are based against that community. It's like you can buy the dice and then you go to jail, but nobody arrests the guy who makes the dice. And the guy who makes the dice is white. Sells you the card so you can get your 21 on or whatever else. And now y'all shooting each other in this underground <laughs> basement, right? I don't need, you know what I'm saying? Yo, I let go of all of that because of knowledge itself. That was a setup for the prison system, right? We talk about the school, the pipeline prison and all of this other stuff, right? That was going on for so long before we even knew it. And so this kind of knowledge itself is how I kind of functioned. But as you get older, it becomes about your body, right? Are you diabetic? How do you know? If you're diabetic and you know, how do you eat? How do you exercise or not exercise? Your exercising of the knowledge of self that you have will dictate whether you live or die based on the fact that you now know you have diabetes or high blood pressure or, you know what I'm saying, hypertension or whatever, right? And so I started really absorbing knowledge of self in that way. What teas will I drink or not drink based on my body? What um, exercises will I do or not do? These kinds of things constitute knowledge itself. So fast forward, um, when I started studying Stoicism in 2018, one of the first books that I got was a book called How to Be a Stoic, Using Ancient Philosophy to Live a Modern Life by Massimo Pigliucci. I like that. That's a cool name. How to Be a Stoic by Massimo Pigliucci. Um, it's a pretty good book. I liked it a lot. He broke down a lot. It's not like um, a book that's going to drag you into a bunch of, you know, Greek or Latin stuff that you can't, you know, digest and understand. It's really cool. So he also, if, he, if, if, if you're curious to see some of his stuff, I think he did a thing on YouTube called Stoicism 101. And then there's another piece that he has on, on YouTube that I really like, but I'm forgetting the name of it right now. But it was after reading this book and looking into Stoicism that I learned about Stoic journaling. And Stoic journaling took me into a new level of having knowledge of self. Because, like I said, you know, how we define knowledge itself, it will change over the years and you will change over the years. Um, but how you change is, is, is hard to document. Sometimes you know there were things that you used to do that you don't. You don't know why. Sometimes there were things that you never did. You do all the time now. You don't know why. And stoic journaling for me has helped me understand myself specifically in that way.
So, you know, I started doing these five questions. You know, stoic journaling is, is based off of five questions. Get yourself a journal and you do it every day or at least attempt to. I'd be lying if I told you, told you that I did it every day, but when I started, I did it every day. You really have to do it at least for 21 days straight. At least for 21 days straight. Um, and the five questions are the following. One, what did I do well today? Two, what did I do bad? Three, where was my self-discipline or self-control tested? Four, why did this occur? And five, how can I improve, right? So when you start asking yourself these questions, let's, let's, let's look at kind of like a context for each, right? What did I do well today? So for me, um, doing well is about me, you know, sticking with intermittent fasting, praying, meditating, doing yoga, and working out, right? So I have my diet in order, my, my workouts in order, my meditation, my prayer, right? Stuff like that. So I usually start outlining whether I did those things or not, or which of those things I did or not do, okay? Then, you know, it can be a little different where, you know, you're thinking about, um, were, were you in a bad mood towards your coworkers or your family members? Um, and, and little things. But when you first do it, when you first do it, because you think, well, what did I do good? What is good? You'll start to figure that out for you in your brain. Then what, you know, what bad things did I do today? You might recognize that you did argue with a, a store clerk or you were rude to them and you don't know why, right? Maybe you cut somebody off in traffic, right? But you were racing to get to nowhere. You were racing to get to somewhere you didn't even want to be, right? Um... And just noticing certain things about yourself in that way, right? Where was my self-discipline or self-control tested, right? So this could be, um, you know, diet-wise, like my self-control was tested because they had cake at work and I really wanted that cake. But instead, I just drank some water and I left because I knew if I hung out, I was going to eat all of the cake. You know what I'm saying? Um, or your self-control, right? Where, yeah, you know, I was talking I was talking to my daughter and she was being super rude to me. And I checked her, but I didn't yell. You know what I mean? Um, things like that. Um, why did this occur? That's really important when you think, why did I cut that person off? Right? Why did I... Um, get out of the room because of the cake and whatever, and you really start to, to, to dig into the, the root causes of why you do things, anything, anything, right? And how can I improve? This to me is one of the most important questions because every day you are reminding yourself that you can improve and you're writing down what you will do to be better. I find this last question to be one of the most priceless, but it's only priceless if you've, if you've put in the work on the questions above. And so I started doing this years ago. I'm now on um, my third year of Stoic journaling. I'm looking at my previous two years. And one of the things that's crazy is, right, if you do it for 21 days, you will start to notice patterns, right? Like I keep saying that I need to go pay my bills, but I'm not really paying my bills. 
I'm letting them stack up, and now the bills are, 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 are you know, are, are, are worth more because they're, 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 you know, adding extra fees and stuff. I should just pay that off. Oh, I keep saying I need to call the IRS and the state franchise tax board. Oh, I need to, you know what I'm saying, to really stop eating candy. And I'm still eating candy. You'll notice patterns. You'll see who is irritating you, who you are irritating. You will see where you can do better. And you will start to discern how you can do better. Stoic journaling has been one of the, the, the biggest tools of personal self-discovery and knowledge of self in, in, in recent years. And one of the main things that I get from it is this. Look, I have some of the best friends on earth to talk to my issues about. Mike Realm, that's right, Mike, I'm talking to you, homie. Uh, my boy Seku, you know, my jiu-jitsu instructor, Gumby. Um, my lady, you know, that's right. And, you know, stuff like that. But at the end of the day, and I got a therapist, an amazing therapist. But I can never put more trust in them than I put in myself. And the trust in myself is only built because I keep digging inward with these questions on a consistent basis. It's real important. It's real important. It really helped me. So here, here's, here's an example of, of a Stoic Journal entry that I wrote on August 12th, reflecting on the 11th. Now, I think when you really do stoic journaling, you're supposed to do it at the end of every day. What I have recognized for myself is I'm better the day after. So I usually do my stoic journaling in the morning about the day that was before. I know that's a little weird. Uh, the other thing about my stoic journal is I actually cut it in half, meaning like I have, a, I have a, an image that I put at the middle of the journal. Um, and the back half is all free writing. So I might write about dreams I had. I might write about people who made me mad. I might write a letter to one of my kids. I might uh, write a letter to someone who is dead, who I miss. I might write a letter to myself uh, to stay vigilant, right? Um, or I could just talk about something interesting that happened in my day that doesn't really apply to those five questions. The first half of the journal is uh, is nothing but the five questions. So I put the five questions at the very front of the uh, book in big letters. And then in the back, I just answer one, two, three, four, five, one, two, three, four, five, and dating every time. Okay. So here is something that I wrote in, 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 in August, August 12th, reflecting on the 11th. Diet, prayer, meditation, yoga, and workout were all on point. I went to San Francisco and got a burrito at 25th and Mission. Ooh, always lit. Um, spent some time at Dolores Park. My grandma used to take me to Dolores Park. Um, spoke to Ali. Spoke with my lady, Sekou, Mike, and Tarek. Uh, I met with Luke Stewart over at Seven Sun Tattoo. Um, he's doing a Zatoichi sleeve for me uh, on my left arm next couple weeks, inshallah. Uh, right, so that's the good. So number two, what bad? Okay. I was uncommonly forgetful. 
it was a bit shameful actually. I left my wallet at home and I left my gi at Heroes with my belt on the mat. That is an unprecedented act of mindlessness behavior. I am at Heroes right now at 6.30 a.m. to get it back. The sun is just about to come out, but it's still dark mostly. Three, somehow I let my mind get so far away from the presence I had with it earlier in the day. Mid-afternoon, mid it seems to have truly evaporated, unless I was never present and I just became caught up in the myriad things that spun me out of control. Four, for the question, why did this occur? Um, divorce drama, job, a lack of personal accountability, right? So I have to keep myself accountable for whatever reasons I was leaving stuff. I remember that day really well. Like I left my wallet, then I got to jujitsu. Jujitsu class was cool, but like as soon as I came out, like my head just wasn't right. And I bolted out of the gym, you know? And uh, I didn't realize even that I had left it until I got home and then I felt bad and I was like really tripping out, you know? It was a really weird day. And then like I hadn't locked the front door, like my mind was gone. All right, uh, five, how do I improve? I stay stoic, I love Allah, I train jujitsu. That's it, right? But I had to change this, I was talking with my therapist that how can I improve? I usually just put stay stoic and love Allah, right? But I realized within myself after the last two years of doing that, that I was not being honest about my actual fixes. Because anybody could stay stoic and love God. But that doesn't mean that they're actually stepping into their fixes. So the last few weeks, I've been very diligent about writing specifically what I'm going to do to be less of anything or more of whatever I need to be more of to get through what I need to get through. And so... I really encourage you, right? And then there's other things I did. Like I looked at an old journal entry from one of my first visits to London. Um, and it was just a fantastic entry about the day that I had, everywhere we went. Um, and I could just remember it all. And other days I went back and looked at previous years and you have had some really really bad days that you forgot about and this book will remind you of the growth you've had i found a uh an entry from a couple years ago your boy was going through it what your boy was going through it and when i found it the day that I found it, I was in such a day of joy and gratitude and peace and knowledge and health that I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I was going through it. That was crazy. Yeah, I was mad and sad. I was past all of it. And so it becomes a beautiful kind of yardstick for you to increase your gratitude, for you to track your health, for you to track 
the patterns, the good patterns and the bad patterns in your day to day. You know, and I'm so, so, so happy that I started doing this. I'm telling you where it comes to knowledge itself. This is one of the best tools you can have. It's one of the best tools you can have. I'm not saying that it's a replacement for therapy, but it's a great assistant to therapy. Like money's tight right now, so I'm not really seeing my therapist as much as I'd like to. So the stoic journaling is helping me maintain between those sessions. And that way, when I sit down for the sessions, my therapist knows that I've been doing work, can see where I've been trying to do things, and we can have conversations based on that. Knowledge itself is a huge deal right now because the world is so crazy. Everybody I know right now is questioning their job. Everybody. No matter what they do, they're questioning their job. Or maybe they lost their job. And they're like, man, do I even want to go back to that? Everybody is trying to reassess, revamp, and go forward in their truer self. But not everybody does the homework within themselves to know what they want, where they want to be, or, or how to cultivate the courage to step into the future as they wish to be as a whole human being. It takes a lot of courage to do all of that. And there's so much fear everywhere, right? Everybody's telling you not to do, oh, don't, don't get the vaccine. Uh, get the vaccine or else. Either side you land on, there's a lot of fear, right? Everybody says, uh, go back to school. You don't need college, right? Um, I see a lot of unhealthy, unhappy people these days. Tired of running on the treadmill of life. Very lost and out of themselves. Quitting on themselves. Killing their own aspirations for physical fitness and health and inner peace. And all of it's possible. All of it is possible. The other day on, on the IG page at Bishop Chronicles, uh, I'm going to start doing conversations on Sundays. So I did my first Sunday conversation and it was about me uh, jogging and about the idea of just understanding that sometimes you don't think you can do things you're totally capable of doing and what else are you totally capable of doing that the only reason you're really not doing it is because you don't think you can do it. Check that video out. Um, it's on the page. And, you know, just understand that knowledge itself is always a factor. Understand that knowledge itself is always important. Understand that knowledge itself is important no matter who you are. So when I was talking about knowledge itself through the lens of like black life and whatnot, right? That still applies to you whether you're Korean or Italian or whatever. You need to do knowledge itself and your family, where are you from for real? Talk to your elders. What city, what state, what did your grandparents do? How did they work? 
get that in. Because it ain't going to do you no good to study a whole bunch of black history if you don't know who you are. Just like if you're black, it don't make sense to study a whole bunch of Italian history if you don't know who you are. Knowledge itself, it is important. We all need it. To be clear, I think all knowledge is knowledge itself, but you have to start with you. So I read Buddhism just like I read Islam. I read uh, African history just like I might read Italian history. But when you have knowledge itself, you can do it from a place where you 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 admire Machiavelli as a strategist, just like you appreciate Shaka Zulu as a strategist. But if you're just trying to know all the Italian uh, strategists and you ain't given any regard to the military strategists in your own history, then you know you're doing it wrong, man. You're doing it wrong. You know, I can appreciate classical music from Mozart, but I can also appreciate the classical music from the black composer Chevalier. You know what I'm saying? Knowledge itself, it matters. So I hope that this episode has helped you understand how you can pursue it. I hope that this episode has helped you understand that you have more control and more options than you probably know right now. And I hope that you choose to use stoic journaling as a way to grow and be the best you. Because that's all I want. That's the whole purpose of this podcast is for me to share my path, share these stoic jewels and how I've been able to incorporate them into my life and hope that you can find value in them and incorporate them into yours. And I hope that you get the same, if not greater peace. I hope that you get the same, but if not greater joy, focus, health, discipline, all the things that you need to thrive, cash flow, right? So on that note, I'm out. Go be great. Don't forget to hit me up at Bishop Chronicles. Look for me on Sunday. You know what I'm saying? And uh, let's stay connected. Don't hesitate to send me a message uh, on, on IG. You know what I mean? To talk about any of these ideas. Um, and let's build. Have a fantastic week. Definitely share this with at least two people you know. And let's continue to grow. Peace. Holla out of Bishop Chronicles. Stay blessed. Stay strong. Stay disciplined. I'll hit you next week. Thank you for listening to Bishop Chronicles. Please remember to subscribe, like, and comment via whatever platform you use to experience the podcast. We invite you to follow us at Bishop Chronicles on Instagram. Until next time, peace. Peace.